Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zazlo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zazlo Show 2.0. Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. 
That's 800-747-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. They believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome, Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Monday, the 3rd of July. Good to have you aboard. We are a Blue Wire podcast presented as always by Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE, 800-747-3733. If you're involved in any kind of an accident, if you're dealing with an injury, I send you to the title sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, the only accident attorneys, not only the best, but the ones that are going to treat you like family. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE, 800-747-3733. We got a big show today. Could today be a big news day? We had a big news weekend last time that we talked. Obviously on Friday, Friday morning-ish, 
NBA free agency officially started that evening. You had a flurry of moves, a flurry of signings, and then of course you had the big news that took place over the weekend, and the Miami Heat are center stage, of course, because the center of the sports world, best sports town, is obviously South Florida, is obviously Miami, and all eyes are on the Miami Heat and Damian Lillard. So look, by the time you're listening to today's edition of Zaslow Show 2.0, you're listening to the future. You may have information I don't. Maybe Damian Lillard's already on the Heat. Well, as of right now, he is not yet. Right now, that is not the case. Apparently, the Portland Trailblazers, they're being a bunch of bitches, and they're not allowing this deal to go by smooth. We'll see what happens. We'll see if that changes. Damian Lillard can certainly make a mess of this whole situation. We'll see what winds up happening. So, like I said, if you're listening right now, you're in the future, maybe you got some more information than I do right now, but this is what's happening at the moment. So, we're going to recap kind of the weekend. We're going to go over a lot of NBA stuff. Oh my God, the money. The I, I know I've said this before. The NFL player must just... I mean, must, it must make the NFL player crazy when they see all the money that is being thrown around. I mean, for instance, you know, just take Fred Van Vliet, for instance. Signed for three years, 120-some-odd million dollars. Over $40 million per year. Fred Van Vliet's a nice player. But you go look at the equivalent of Fred Van Vliet in the NFL. A sport, by the way, the NFL, that makes... A lot more revenue, a lot more money than the NBA. You go look up the equivalent of Fred Van Vliet and you see how much money that guy is making. You go look at, you know what, do it this way. Look up who's making more money in the NFL than Fred Van Vliet is. It's a, I mean, if you want to go on a per year basis, the answer might be zero. And if you go on a total guaranteed money basis, Holy shit, that's a short list. It must make the NFL player crazy when they see the money that is being thrown out there by the NBA. So, we're going to talk to Pacific Guy. George Sedano is going to join the show today from out there in Los Angeles. I know the Lakers, excuse me, they're getting a lot of buzz. I, I, I don't care, all right? I, I think it's a little bit of overreaction as far as what the Lakers have done. They had a nice weekend. Let's not all get crazy. But we're going to talk to him about the Heat, Damian Lillard, a little bit other free agency stuff. So Pacific Guy, George Sedano, ESPN, he's going to join us coming up. We'll talk to him, of course. So over the weekend, I went to... on uh, Well, so Friday night goes down. Let's go over that first. So Friday night goes down, and so 6 o'clock hits, and now you... You got the moves are happening. And I told you, we're going to lose Max Struess. We're also going to try our best to keep Gabe Vincent. We wind up losing them both. Wind up losing them both, by the way, rather quick. So we lose Max Struess and Gabe Vincent very shortly into free agency. And now everyone's upset. Everyone's getting upset. And it was exhausting for me because... I just, I can't keep explaining. I'm I'm trying to do it on Zaslow Show 2.0 here, the days leading up to Friday. And I'm trying to remind you, because it's so easy to say, Mickey Arison is cheap. Mickey Arison doesn't want to spend the money. 
that the Cavaliers just gave Max Struess. He doesn't want to spend the money that the Lakers just gave Gabe Vincent. And you know what? That might be true. But that's not the story here. The story is the Heat don't want to match those contracts. Well, there's a couple reasons. Number one, we've seen in recent years the Heat giving the big contracts to players who essentially to players who essentially resurrected their careers, right? Or came from nothing, and now the Heat build them. Guys like Duncan Robinson, guys like Tyler Johnson, Hassan Whiteside, and then you got the reclamation projects, guys like Dion Waiters, guys like James Johnson. And so it's, hey, maybe the Heat are going to learn their lesson, and they're not going to give out those contracts anymore because guys like Struess and Vincent, you got to find the value. I've been telling you this. You got to find the value when it comes to the salary cap. And those guys were tremendous value. When you're starting to pay Max Struess $16 million a year, when you're starting to pay Gabe Vincent $11 million a year, you're not getting the value anymore. So that's part of why the Heat didn't want to pay them. But then the other side of it is, and I've been telling you guys this, it's so easy just to scream, Mickey Harrison, he doesn't want to spend the money. Okay, but you're also letting everybody know, and I've been trying to warn you without getting into all the details, If that's the only stance you have, if that's the only thing you're shouting from the rooftop is that the owner is cheap, which, by the way, four of the past five seasons, the Miami Heat are in the top 10 in the league in payroll. Four of the last five years, this past year, I think they were 13th. Four of the past five years, the Heat are top 10 in payroll. So yeah, keep screaming that the Heat are cheap. It's it's real easy to do that. And you're also letting everybody know, and that's okay because this new CBA, there's a lot happening here, and it sucks. But that's also letting everyone know, I I have no idea what I'm talking about. When all you're doing is screaming about Mickey Harrison being cheap, you're also just waving the flag, letting everyone know, I have no idea how any of this works. So I'm going to scream that the owner must be cheap. You know what it's like? It's like when your favorite team, whatever, Heat, Dolphins... It's like when your favorite team loses, you don't know why they lost, so the coach, the coach got outcoached. He didn't make the adjustments. You, it's such an easy thing to say, and you're also letting everybody know you got no clue what's happening. And that's the same thing here. If you're screaming about the owner being cheap, you don't have a clue. You have no idea what's happening. And without getting into all the minutiae, First apron, second apron, you know, the the penalties that incur when you spend, nothing is stopping a team from spending money. Unless you get hard capped, you get hard capped when you do a sign and trade. Then you are actually being prevented from spending money. But outside that, nothing is preventing these teams from spending money. Spend a billion dollars on your payroll if you want. But once you get to a certain point, that first apron and then the second apron as well, there are certain moves you are not allowed to make anymore. And I'm just going to give you one example because, uh, like I said, I'm exhausted trying to tell you guys this, that it's not about the money, that it's not about being cheap. It's about flexibility and being able to sign players. You know, someone says to me, Mickey Harris, you can spend all the money you want. I, I, I got a tweet over the weekend. Zazlo, if, 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 you, if you get an offer when you were on the radio, if you get an offer from ESPN, you know, your radio station is allowed to match it Nobody's stopping them from spending it. Okay, here's the thing. 
in real life, if I were to leave the radio station for ESPN for a lot more money, does my radio station, if they match that contract, are they then not allowed to sign other hosts? Are they then capped out where they are not allowed to offer other hosts X amount of dollars? Do they get penalized by matching my contract and bringing me back for more money? Are there other hires? Is there a hiring freeze? Are they not allowed to hire this person or this person or this person? No? Oh, right, because that's real life. And in the NBA with this CBA, that's the kind of stuff that happens. If the Heat were to match the Max Struess deal and or the Gabe Vincent deal, it puts you above X amount of dollars where you're not allowed to use this exception to sign this player. You're not allowed to use this exception to sign this player. So stop with the, yeah, you can always spend more money. Zaslow, and you know, if another job offers you X, your employer is allowed to match it. It's not real life. There aren't penalties in real life when you want to hire other people. Stop look, stop with the real-life comparisons. It's not the same thing. And just as one example, right? Because I'm not going to go into all of it, also because I don't have it in front of me. But here's an example of some of the new rules with this CBA. If you pass one of the aprons, I think it's the second one. If you pass the second apron, which the Heat right now are super close to, if you pass the second apron three out of five years, you lose your first-round pick. What? Yeah, yeah, I'm not making that up. If you are above the apron, the second apron, I believe it is, in three of five years, you lose your first round pick to the bottom of the first round. The fr- if, if you finish that year, in, the, in that, that third time that you are above the apron, the third time in the five years, let's say it's three straight years, that third year, eh, your first round pick would have been, let's say, 18. Like this year's Miami Heat. That pick then drops out of the first round. You now have the last pick or first pick of the second round. However you want to look at it. You now have the last pick of the first round. That's the kind of stuff we're talking about here. If you're over that apron, three out of five years, your first round pick gets moved to the end of the first round. Does that have anything to do with the owner being cheap? Is that a money thing? No, that's what I've been trying to tell you. That's the kind of stuff I've been trying to get across to you. But you keep screaming at Mickey Harrison's cheap. And you're just letting everybody know you don't know what's going on. You don't understand what's happening here. So I'm trying to tell you. Anyway, so where was I? Let's start again. So Friday night happens. They lose Struess. I was bummed that they lost Gabe Vincent. I really was. I think it's a great signing for the Lakers. And 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 like and I've told you this, where if the Heat lose Struess and Vincent, if we go uh, and we're playing a dangerous game, waiting for Damian Lillard, right? If the Heat lose Struess and they lose Vincent, you're not a championship club anymore. You're not a championship contender anymore because this Heat team has been about the sum of its parts. We know the contributions that Struess and Vincent made to this team, not just throughout the year, but especially in the postseason. So... I understand the Heat fans' frustration where last year the team did nothing. Literally. Didn't add anybody. And now, they haven't done anything yet, and they lost Struess and Vincent. 
two starters in the NBA Finals for us. Now, of course, we all know they're in a holding pattern waiting for Lillard. But we're, we're just, we're looking at it in a vacuum. They just lost Struis and Vincent, and so we're upset about it. And then as the night goes on, the Heat add Thomas Bryant, really good backup big, great signing. But then the one that really makes you feel good, or at least for me, is Josh Richardson. And you know I'm, you know I'm a sucker for nostalgia. That's why I love the Flash movie. Michael Keaton, bam, I love that kind of shit. I'm a sucker for nostalgia. I love when we bring back past players. You know, remember when we brought back Eddie Jones, and I think it was 2007, didn't work out. But I love, one year we brought back Steve Smith. I love when we bring back players. They're bringing back Josh Richardson at 28 years old. They're bringing back Josh Richardson in what is his prime. Now, you look at the numbers, he hasn't been Josh Richardson the last few years since leaving the Heat, which, oh, by the way, always seems to be the case with these guys. They're great with the Heat, these undrafted development guys, and then they go somewhere else, and it's like, yeah, not the same. So that's kind of been the case with Josh Richardson. But I love the nostalgia. I love the Josh Richardson pickup. And let's, let's be honest for a second here. You could probably make the case. Josh Richardson is an upgrade over Gabe Vincent. Yeah, you can make that case. Richardson is 6'5", 6'6". He's a big guard. He's a lot bigger than Vincent. He's a much better defender than Vincent. And Vincent's a good defender. Much better defender than Vincent. Much better three-point shooter as well. Richardson was 37% this year. Gabe Vincent was not. And Richardson this year averaged 10 points a game as like a role player for San Antonio and New Orleans. Gabe Vincent averaged 9 points a game this year if you want to do it like that. Like, I don't know that Josh Richardson is not an upgrade over Gabe Vincent. And Richardson at the minimum compared to Vincent who's now getting $11 million a year. So, what winds up happening is you know, I'm upset about Struess. I'm upset about Richard, uh, uh, about Vincent. And then I wake up Saturday morning. I'm like, you know what? I think that he did a really good day. I think he did really well. They didn't overpay for guys. They didn't repeat their past mistakes of overpaying these players. And they add Richardson, who I'm making the case is better than Vincent. They add Thomas Bryan, who's a very good backup center. And you can make the case, okay, Robinson is going to replace Struess. You can't have Robinson and Struess making money on the team. Robinson is going to replace Struess. I think we all really liked the postseason Duncan Robinson had. So Robinson's going to replace Struess. I think Richardson's better than Gabe Vincent. And we didn't spend any kind of stupid money. I think the Heat did a really good job on Friday night. After, after I settle down, after I, you calm down, you evaluate, you take a look at the situation. Now, I do want to say, and I tweeted this out on Friday night, after we lost Struess and Vincent. There's something wrong with a system that doesn't allow you to keep the players you've developed. And then you get those, oh, they are allowed to, you got to spend the money. 
I just told you there are penalties when you spend the money. That's what we're talking about here. Yes, they could spend the money, but you're getting penalized for doing that. And the point is, there is something wrong with a system that doesn't allow you to keep the players you've developed. That's the key there for me, is the guys you developed. I understand having to pay a tax on players that you roster from free agency or from trades. Guys who weren't your guys. But should you be penalized for players that you want to re-sign who either A, you drafted, or B, you brought on your team undrafted rookies? Should you be penalized for developing those guys and then wanting to keep them? I absolutely understand taxing teams for players acquired in trade, players acquired in free agency. But guys who you drafted and you developed, should you be penalized for spending to keep those guys? I don't think so. I think there's something wrong with that. And what, what ends up happening is a team like Miami that is great at player development. Why do the Heat have to act as a farm system for these other teams? Cleveland is going to benefit from the player development of Max Struess. The Lakers are going, to deve- are going to benefit from the player development of Gabe Vincent. Why are the Heat penalized for developing their own, for being great at player development? Why do they have to be used as a farm system? Like there's something wrong with that. To me, there's something wrong with that. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So that was my initial feeling on Friday when we lost those guys. Then I thought about Richardson, even Thomas Bryant. Okay, Robinson's going to replace this. You know, Struess, we're going to get Tyler Hero back. It's like, you know what? The Heat actually were very smart on Friday night. The Heat actually did a really good job on Friday night. After thinking about it, after absorbing the whole thing. Before we continue on here, guys, I've been telling you for a while now, and it's summertime, oh my God, rain. You know, if you notice there's a leak in your home, you got to take care of that immediately. I'm talking about water cleanup of Florida. Water cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635. My boys, the Greensteins, family friends. I've known them since I'm a teenager. They have over 60 years of combined experience. Their team at Water Cleanup of Florida handles all types of leak detection issues 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. And after the leak is located and repaired, Water Cleanup of Florida, they then clean, dry, 
and fully restore the damaged areas. They're fully licensed, insured, and Water Cleanup of Florida is certified to provide the one-stop shopping that all busy homeowners and business owners require. They serve the entire Tri-County area, Miami-Dade, Broward, Palm Beach counties. Call or text Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635, or go to wcufl.com. Water Cleanup of Florida, we clean up your schmutz. Also, before we get to, I, I want to get to some NBA, I want, well, some NBA. So much money was spent. There's so much out there. So here's, here's what happened, right? On Saturday, I'm at Florida Supercon with my son, my younger son, Jordan. He's really into that kind of stuff, and I like taking him. So I'm at Florida Supercon on Saturday. My son's actually participating in the Super, at a Super Mario Kart tournament. He's really good at Super Mario Kart. So, we're waiting around. The tournament's about to start. And then it ha- Now it's... A- Here we go. You get the tweets out. Damian Lillard, Chris Haynes first. Because he's really in the camp of, of, of Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard has requested a trade from Portland. That happened a bit sooner than I thought it was going to. But here's the thing, right? What else was Portland going to do? Because... Once Draymond Green, who I think was like the first guy to sign on Friday night, once Draymond Green re-upped to Golden State, that was it. It was on at that point. There's not there's nothing else that Portland can realistically do where Damian Lillard's going to say, All right, I'm staying. That was probably the move. So when Green agreed to re-up with Golden State, it was on. So Lillard requests the trade. And then, I'm, and like I'm saying, my, and then you get Wojnarowski, who hates the Heat, by the way. Wojnarowski hates the Heat. And if you want to know why, she's got no source in the Heat. Wojnarowski never breaks stories with the Heat. Never, ever. He has no sources with the Heat. He's been super hard on the Heat going back to 2010 when they signed LeBron. Wojnarowski hates the Heat, has no sources from the Heat. And that's why he's one of the guys who continues to spout all the rhetoric Coming from NBA general managers, he's holding water for the Portland Trailblazers. This is not good enough. This is not good enough. They're going to look elsewhere than Miami. Wojnarowski hates the Heat. And then finally, I'm like, man, I wish, I wish Lillard would just tell Portland, I'm only willing to go to Miami. And then that's what you get. I think it was Sham Sharania, who we've learned over this weekend is shady as hell. I'll get to him. But then you got the tweet from Sharania. It's Miami. He only wants to go to Miami. So it is on. And then, you know, we're all checking. We're, we're refreshing our Twitter feeds every few minutes. It's so obnoxious. And I'm not even talking about the whole Elon Musk stuff that happened over the weekend. But we're refreshing our Twitter feeds, and it's obnoxious. So anyway, this is the scenario I've always feared. I've been pretty steadfast about and all right let me preface this with I do believe the Heat are going to get Lillard I do but this is the scenario that I've been afraid of which is Lillard asks for the trade and then the Blazers are like yeah we're gonna do what's best for us you want what's best for you that's nice we're gonna trade you you want out but we're gonna do what's best for us which I can't blame the Blazers if that's the tack that they're taking. It's what I would do. 
Portland owes Portland. They owe their team, their fan base, to get the best deal possible. What do they actually owe Damian Lillard? You know what they owe Damian Lillard? The money that they guaranteed him in the contract. That's what they owe him. They owe him nothing else. Now, as Heat fans, we are counting on them doing the right thing, right? Which is send him to the exact destination he wants. And it's not like the Heat can't give them good stuff. The Heat can give them three first-round draft picks. If you want to include Hawkes, that would be four if you want to you know, spin it that way. Jovich, that could be five if you want to spin it that way. And don't talk to me. Like this rhetoric that's out there about Tyler Hero. You go look at Tyler Hero's contract. He's making $27 million. Fred Van Vliet's getting over 40. Which guy would you rather have? It's a no-brainer. Tyler Hero's contract is good value now. It is. And he's awesome. I know he scrubbed his social media pages saying Miami Heat. I love Tyler Hero. And I'm going to be sad to see him go. I'm so bad with this kind of stuff. I never want to trade anyone. I'm too emotional. I get too attached to these players. Especially when they're our guys. When we draft them. I don't want to trade anyone. I want to get the good players and lose none of the good players. But it's not because, oh, I, I, I want to keep them because like it's going to make us really, really great. It's because I, just, I get too attached. I'm too emotional. I'd be the worst general manager. But they're going to lose Tyler Hero. So when, but, but like, man, I'm, I'm so tired of hearing about how shitty Tyler Hero is. Get the hell out of here. Be so lucky to have him on your team. But this is the scenario that I'm afraid of, right? Where why shouldn't the Blazers do what's right for them? The only thing they owe Damian Lillard is the contract they guaranteed him. And the whole they've failed Damian Lillard. Hell, I could spit it the other way. Maybe Lillard failed them. They didn't win a championship. Like, I I could spit it that way. But this is a dangerous game. Because what if Portland's like, and, and I think there's a lot of posturing going on, but what's stopping Portland from saying, yeah, we're sending you over here because, man, they, they're offering us something great. Well, here's why that's probably not likely. Lillard has not made a mess of this situation, but he can. If they're about to agree to send him to Team X, he could then say, yeah. I'm not going to play for you. And then he could demand a trade out of there. And now that team gave up a bunch of assets to Portland and they're not going to get Damian Lillard. So he can make a mess of it for the team that tries to trade for him that is not called the Miami Heat. There's that. There's also, it could be bad business for Portland not to do right by a player who's been tenured as long and as great and as iconic as Damian Lillard. Because whoever represents Damian Lillard, and I don't know who, I don't think it's clutch, thank goodness. Whoever represents Damian Lillard can tell the Blazers, if you fuck our guy, I'm never going to send any of my clients to you ever again. You're bad business. You're not dealing in good faith. And that stuff is real in the NBA. The agents play such a huge role. So you got to be careful if you're Portland that you're seen as a team 
that does bad business. That could be really hurtful. And that's why ultimately Lillard is going to land here in Miami. Hopefully today. I don't know. I don't know when. I want to tell you guys, look, getting Lillard today would be so much fun. Getting Lillard any day this week would be so much fun. But you know what's also fun? Get yourself a brand new car. And we're talking 4th of July tomorrow. All kinds of 4th of July deals and savings. And that's why when you're thinking about getting a new car, I send you to North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, if you're just thinking about getting a new ride, head on over to North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, conveniently located on North Andrews Avenue, just north of Cypress Creek Road. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru has the widest inventory of new Subaru models on the market. We're talking the Outback, the Crosstrek, the Forester, the Ascent, the WRX. If you're looking for a Subaru SUV, something spacious for the entire family, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru has the perfect model for you. Get sizzling summer savings at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. New Subaru models starting at just $249 a month. Save up to $1,500 off MSRP on select new Subaru models in stock. Plus, receive up to $750 in trade-in assistance. Shop NFLSubaru.com. That's easy to remember. NFLSubaru.com. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, the building you know, and the place to go, NFLSubaru.com. So, I did a poll question yesterday. I did Zaslow Show 2.0 poll question yesterday. Maybe it was Saturday. I don't remember. The days blend together a little bit sometimes. But I did a poll question yesterday, and I think it's closed now. Zaslow Show 2.0. Yes, it is closed. Zaslow Show 2.0 poll. You can always hit me up at Zaslow Show, by the way. If you could only keep one in a potential trade for Lillard, you would keep, and I gave you three choices, Caleb Martin, Jaime Jaquez Jr., Nikola Jovic. You could only keep one of them. Caleb Martin was the winner. The Heat fan wants to keep Caleb Martin as far as that triumvirate goes. 75% of you voted Caleb Martin. 14% Jaime Jaquez Jr. 11% Nikola Jovic. You're going to lose two of those three guys in this Lillard trade. Now, I want to keep Jaquez and Jovic, but here's the thing. I'm not holding up a trade for Damian Lillard for two guys who've never played for the team. I mean, I know Jovic has played a little bit, but like, come on. And Jaime Jaquez Jr. has never played for the Heat. Like, I can't get sentimental about guys who've done nothing for us. Literally nothing. The Caleb Martin thing is interesting. Because, yes, the Heat want to keep Caleb Martin. You've seen what he's capable of. He seems to be on the cusp of being a big player for us, right? Caleb Martin has two more years left on his deal at $8 million per. But it's really one more because it's a player option. So, the Heat have him for one more year. And you kind of got to ask yourself if you're the Heat, right? You can't, you can't keep Caleb Martin out of the deal and not be willing to pay Caleb Martin in a year from now. If the Heat are willing to pay Caleb Martin, like you see what Max Struess just got, Caleb Martin's going to get that. If you're not willing, if you're keeping Caleb Martin out of the deal, that's because in a year from now, you are committing to pay Caleb Martin. If you're not willing to pay Caleb Martin what he's going to command in a year from now, you throw him in this trade and you keep the young guys. 
So if they hold back Martin, good. But that better mean that you're going to pay him in a year from now. Because otherwise, what are we doing? I'd rather have the two younger guys, if that's the case. So that's going to be important to see what happens there. If they hold Caleb Martin out of the deal, and I think they will, it better mean it's because they are going to pay him. They are willing to pay him. All right, let's go over some other NBA. There's a, I mean, there's so much to go over here. Every Monday, we recap the NBA from the weekend courtesy of Brunt Insurance. That's right. Brunt Insurance brings us all the NBA news today. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Wherever you are in Florida, from Pensacola to the Keys and beyond. Brunt Insurance, they are delivering comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored exactly to your needs. My homeowner's insurance, it's up this summer. But I don't have to worry because I know I'm renewing it through Brunt Insurance and I'm getting the best deal out there, the most comprehensive coverage at the most affordable rates around. I've been getting my homeowner's insurance through Brunt Insurance for about 10 years now, and I don't have to lie awake at night wondering what happens. God forbid there's something that happens. How am I going to pay for it? I'm covered, and that's courtesy of Greg Brunt and his team at Brunt Insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. Not just homeowner's insurance. You need automobile, motorcycle, boaters. Maybe you don't own your home. Renter's insurance. You need condo insurance. Top five insurance agency in the country they were recently rated. Number one. In the state of Florida. And I love you guys. So that's why I want this process to be made easy for you. And I send you to Brunt Insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. So. Let's go over some deals here. The big one over the weekend. Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving gets the deal from Dallas. And that was after throughout the day on Friday. Kyrie Irving's got a bunch of meetings scheduled. Miami being listed as one. Completely fake news. There is no way the Heat ever had anything scheduled with Kyrie Irving. This is all part of the Kyrie grift. He's making up a market to try and get what he wants from Dallas. There was no market from Kyrie. I told you there would not be a single other team that meets with him. And I told you there would not be a single other team that offers him a multi-year deal. So, of course, Dallas, they bid against themselves. And they fell for it. They fell for the Kyrie grift. Now, either they fell for the Kyrie Grift, where he lied about all these other meetings that are going to take place, or Dallas, we know Dallas won him back, and they're just like, F it. If we don't give him a lot of money, I mean, he's going to make a mess of it, which he's going to do anyway. So three years, $126 million. Great deal for Kyrie. He wanted the max. He wanted five years. But there's not a single other team that wanted to give him a multi-year deal. So... Kyrie Irving gets three years, $126 million. There is no way that this season goes without him asking out. He's taking the money that he can't get anywhere else. And he's going to then force his way out in six months from now, seven months from now. The the question is, who asks out first, Kyrie Irving or Luka Doncic? That's the question. There is no way... Kyrie finishes the year in Dallas. No way. So good for him. But And who was it out there? Uh, that, that dopey from CBS Sports, right? That dopey Bill Ryder? That guy sucks. That dopey Bill Ryder who tweets out all these teams that Kyrie Irving has meetings with, including the Miami Heat. That guy doesn't know shit. 
So Kyrie Irving gets three years, $126 million. Look, the grift worked. The grifter. The Houston Rockets, they get Fred Van Vliet, three years, 125. Dylan Brooks to Houston as well, four years, 80. So Dylan Brooks, he, like, his value was not hurt at all because of what happened in Memphis. Four years, 80. I mean, that's best case scenario, right? I like the Dylan Brooks signing. I would have wanted Dylan Brooks on the heat. There was no way for it to happen. But I like I, I would take a guy like Dylan Brooks on my team. Fred Van Vliet, I don't like the signing. I don't think Van Vliet's that good. I don't think he's a very good player. He's above average. Uh, I think that's an awful contract they gave Van Vliet. And I don't understand what Houston is doing. Because when you're paying those guys, and those are good culture guys, Houston needs a turnaround. Ime Udoka. <coughs> but here's the thing. When you're paying those two guys that money... They're obviously going to start, right? Well, they also have young Jalen Green. They also have Kevin Porter Jr. These are all the young guys. They also have Jabari Smith Jr. They also have Amen Thompson. Not all those guys are going to be able to start because we're starting Fred Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks over them. So, like, why would you take away minutes from the young guys for these guys? These guys aren't going to come off the bench like... You can get the culture guys. You can get the veteran leadership at a lot less than $125 million and $80 million. I feel like they're going to stunt the growth of these young guys. I don't understand what Houston's doing. So I I don't like it for Houston. LaMelo Ball re-ups for five years, $260 million. Holy crap. Austin Rivers and D'Angelo Russell go back to the Lakers. Austin Rivers. Remember it was rumored someone was going to offer him $100 million? He got four years, $56 million to return to Los Angeles. The Lakers, even though they signed Gabe Vincent, also bring back D'Angelo Russell, two years, $37 million. Chris Middleton. You knew by opting out, Middleton was going to remain in Milwaukee. If he, was going, if he wanted to go somewhere else, you end up doing what Harden did, where you opt into the final year, and then you get traded. Middleton opted out of the $40 million. He returns for three years, 102. And then, the timing here is important. They were probably on the verge of losing Brooke Lopez. And then the Lillard stuff broke. And the Bucks are probably like, shit, the Heat are about to get Lillard. We need to make sure we also bring back Brooke Lopez. Lopez then goes back to Milwaukee. Two years, $48 million. They are in win-now mode. And I think that was a direct result of the Lillard stuff. I do. Desmond Bain gets a five-year extension with Memphis for $207 million. It's unbelievable. And and then Tyrese Halliburton, who's really good. Tyrese Halliburton has played in zero playoff games. Five years, $260 million. He's played in zero playoff games. It's crazy. NFL player. I mean, it must drive NFL players batshit. It really must. And... And I do wonder about Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant gets five years. Was it 260 that Jeremy Grant got? I have it written down as $260 million. Was it 260 he got or did he get 160? Jeremy Grant re-signs with Portland. Let me see here. Yeah, 160. That's a big difference from 260. I wonder if they still would have given him five years, $160 million if they knew that Lillard was going to request out. Because here's the thing. They're in full-on rebuild mode now. And I don't think the way to rebuild is by giving Jeremy Grant 
and giving Jeremy Grant $32.5 million a year. I don't think that's how you rebuild. So I hate that deal for Portland. And, and those, those, are the big, those are the big deals that we saw. What we also saw over the weekend... I've, I've, so many, look, so many of these big-time reporters now, Wojnarowski for sure, they're mouthpieces for some of these general managers. Like, they're just so on the take. And I feel like Sham Sharania, I feel like he's super shady. I do. You know, Sham Sharania is clearly a mouthpiece for Rich Paul. And, you know, CEO of Clutch Sports, Rich Paul, and so-and-so agree to a deal. When did we start doing that? He's a mouthpiece for Rich Paul. That's and he's not shy about it, and that seems super shady. Then you also have the FanDuel thing with Sharania, one of the sponsors of the network Sharania works for. Major, major sponsor is FanDuel, and remember with the draft what was it last week, two weeks ago, where Brandon Miller was always going to be the number two pick, and then all of a sudden Sharania started reporting Scoot Henderson's going to be the guy. And the betting odds shifted in a major way. But they still ended up going with Brandon Miller at number two like it was always going to be. A lot of money shifts. FanDuel benefits a lot financially from all those last-minute bets that may have then went to Scoot Henderson because of Sham Sharania's report, who works at a company who receives money from FanDuel. That's shady. That's very shady. And then how about this? So yesterday, Miles Bridges signed the restricted tender to return to the Charlotte Hornets. Miles Bridges still has 10 more games to serve from a suspension, a 30-game suspension, which started last year where he missed the entire season because he beat up his children's mother in front of them. All-time scumbag. Shamshrani reports he signed the tender. Of course, Miles Bridges and founder and CEO of Clutch Sports, Rich Paul, have agreed to sign the tender with the Charlotte Hornets. And Shamshrani also mentions how this will make him an unrestricted free agent next year and one of the top free agents on the market. No mention of why. Miles Bridges, who would be one of the top free agents on the market apparently next year, had to sign a $7.5 million restricted tender instead of getting a multi-year deal from the Hornets and instead of getting any multi-year offers from someone else as a free agent right now. Makes no mention of it. That's shady as fuck. Like, that's, like you're on the take for Rich Paul and... You're not mentioning that he beat up the mother of his children in front of his children, and that's why he didn't get a multi-year deal right now, even though he's going to be a top free agent on the market next year. Sharania deleted the tweet. Because that's shady. And you're just so blatantly holding water for Rich Paul. That's a bad look. And you delete the tweet. So, I told you leading up to it, though, you got to be careful what you're reading out there. You got to be careful who you're believing. Some of these guys are shady. Some of them don't know anything, and they're hoping it sticks, and they're hoping to get some attention. And that's how NBA free agency goes. Again, our NBA weekend update, 
brought to us by Brunt Insurance. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Okay, so I told you guys we're, we're going to get Pacific guy George Sedano on the show today. He's going to help fill us in a little bit on what's going on. But first, I got to let everybody know, we know that all guests on Zaslow Show 2.0 are brought to us by the official beer of the program. That, of course, is Johnny Cuba. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba at your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. If if you're looking for Johnny Cuba in your area, you don't have any of those stores, you send me a message. My man Juan, he will tell me exactly where you can pick up Johnny Cuba in your area so you can hit me up at J on Instagram where I'm an influencer or, of course, at Show. I'll tell you exactly where to go to pick yourself up a Johnny. Remember, always drink responsibly. And, of course, Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. Hello, George Sedano. Thank you for joining us here. I know, like, it's super busy uh, is, is this process fun for you? Because like Saturday when the Lillard stuff came out, it's so goddamn obnoxious where like my brain says, Hey, it's been two minutes, go refresh and check Twitter again. You know, like it's so, <laughs> it's so obnoxious, you know? Well, but you're an influencer. So you would get that information before any of us. I feel like, because you're an influencer, you know, I kind of like, I, I went through now. It only lasted like 30 minutes, but I was like, I'm not checking anything. I just, let me know when it's over. And that lasted like 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well, just set alerts. You're good. You set the alerts and you're good to go. I don't like, I, I don't do the alerts. I don't like it because I just, it, and all of a sudden it's always popping up on the phone, on the lock screen. I, I don't do alerts. Yeah. Well, th- it would save you from having to go back to your uh, phone and scrolling all the time. That would be that. So are you surprised? Say- yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, just set the alerts to, you know, a couple of people. That's it. You don't have to set. Now, granted, it's free agency. Those couple of people will probably be tweeting yeah. a lot, but, you know, but it's better than scrolling endlessly. What do you make of the reporting with the NBA? Uh, I feel like I, I feel like there's a little now more than ever. There's there's a bunch of stuff that grosses me out about some of the reporting. Uh, I think there's a shadiness involved. So I'm not going to name names because I don't want you to, you know, have to comment on that. And then you get uncomfortable. But I think there's like a shadiness element to it. I also think there's a, hey, let's make stuff up element to some of it as well. Like, what do you make of of the reporting across the NBA, which really does feel different from the way that the other sports are are handled when it comes to reporting? See, I, I don't think it's all that different, to be honest with you, because I think that if you look at reporting, um, particularly in 2023, there's just different sides, and those different sides are going to give information uh, differently, right? So, for example, the agent could give a reporter some commentary and some insight And the reporter is going to report what the agent told them, right? That's part of the job. Now, another reporter on the same story may get a different piece of insight from a general manager or a head coach, right? And then another reporter could get that same insight, but have a different perspective because it's the player. Uh, So there's just a lot of different sources now. So I think that that's part of the equation and you just have to kind of figure it out uh, along the way. I, I don't think any of it, of it is untrue. I'm not willing to go down that path. I just think that the perspective is different depending on who is, who's presenting the information. What do you make of the Heat fan being a little bit sensitive right now to the idea? <laughs> I mean, that's new? Come on. <laughs> but, but right now, the Heat fan is very sensitive to the idea that 
all the reporters and analysts are trying to steer Portland away from dealing with Miami. Well, I don't know about the reporters. I would say the analysts, that their job is to opine, right? So now there are some people that blur those lines. Um, you know, so I, I guess there are some people that technically are reporters, but also are pundits. I would say the majority of the reporters, particularly in the NBA, are just reporters. The guys that break the news are just reporters. They're not pundits. Um, but there are a few that I guess blur those lines. And look, man, you know what? This is the deal, okay? They, If they don't want Dame to end up on your team for whatever reason, who cares? <laughs> it's not They're not going to influence anything. That's normally my <laughs> attitude where it's like, all right, they don't like the heat, whatever. Who cares? Right. Yeah. If let's just, let's just, let's just get this and again. Uh, let's just make up a name, right? Joe Johnson, right? Joe Johnson is a pundit for ABC DFG sports network. Okay. And that guy is prominent on the internet. Right. And he's writing this, tw you know, 10 different variations of the Dame trade that he thinks are better than Miami. Who cares? The guy just wrote a 2,000 or 3,000 word story to annoy you? Okay, great. Then his, he's done his job. He got you to read the two or 3,000 word story. So just don't worry about that stuff. Like, who cares? I think Portland secretly was happy when Lillard finally said, I would like a trade. Do you agree? Oh, yeah. I think that. These two sides have been trying to not be the bad guy for easily 18 months, it feels like. And I think at some point, somebody just had to be the bad guy. And the team wasn't going to do it because the team wasn't going to look like to their fans, hey, we're going to push out arguably the best player in the history of the franchise. And certainly the most popular player at the moment in the franchise and, and arguably in its history as well. So they weren't going to do that. So it was always going to have to be Dame or his agent or a combination thereof, because that's just the way this thing was going to work. So eventually Dame was going to do it. And look, if you read the internet as you were scrolling endlessly for 30 minutes at a time, you'd see, I would say, at least on my timeline, what I read, the overwhelming majority of Blazer fans like, Dame, we love you. We're always going to love you no matter what. Go yeah. do you, man. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've always – I'm glad that Lillard did what Bradley Beal didn't, which was you got to tell them I got one team in mind. That You, you got to streamline it to exactly the place that you want to go. When Bradley Beal says I'll go to Miami or Phoenix, that's that's how the Heat lose out. So Lillard says, I, I want to go to Miami. But still, there is a part of me that is – and I've, I've been steadfast on this for weeks. It makes me nervous that we're just hoping that Portland does the right thing. You know, the right thing. I've always contended the only thing Portland owes Damian Lillard is the money they guaranteed him in his contract. That's all they owe him. But – there are other things that can really backfire on Portland, one of which I was explaining earlier is, and I don't know who represents Damian Lillard. Aaron but, Goodwin. Oh, oh, right, right, right. I was good. Yeah, okay. Aaron Goodwin can go to the Blazers. If, if you fuck my client, I will never steer any of my clients in your direction ever again. 
Like, just as an example, that's something that can happen if they don't work with Lillard here. Uh, do, do, do you agree with that? that? That those are the kind of messy things that can happen if they, they don't give him what he wants? A hundred percent. And I would also add that other players, you know, even if they weren't Aaron Goodwin clients would be like, this is the way they treated Dame. Right. I mean, did you see the Marcus Smart story from yesterday where he talked to the Memphis media and they asked him, were you surprised by the trade? And he said, yeah, I was pretty shocked because a week or so before they had told me we're all good and I wasn't going to get traded. Uh... <laughs> so, yeah. And, and so I quote tweeted it and said, Remember the term, uh, remember this story when the term loyalty comes up with NBA players where, you know, a team literally a week before tells the guy and he's not just some guy like he's a big part of what they've done. Right. And tells him, no, you're good. And then they trade him. So it's it's that to me. And players don't forget that stuff, particularly star players. Now. Obviously, there'll be somebody eventually that would take Portland's money. But I think in the short term, it would hurt them. Even one of their, a couple of their beat writers and and guys who work at the Oregonian have been tweeting a lot and and doing their podcasts. And if you find them, um, they will tell you that they think the team would be doing, would be committing suicide in that. See, that I think is actually really interesting and important because I think that carries some weight. If they do the wrong thing, you know, in their mind. And, and then you got guys who on the front page of the sports section, in the Oregonian are routinely crushing the team for not treating the star player properly. Like I, I think that has some influence. Uh, Yeah. I, I, I don't think it's a small thing by any stretch of the imagination. I do think that it matters to some extent for sure. So yeah, I, I just think that, I, I think that to your point, it's not a good scenario. Plus, Dame and his agent, I mean, we've kind of skipped over this, which is also a big part of this, could just tell, let's say Boston wanted to trade for him. And they were like, whatever. And it wasn't Jalen Brown, right? Because that one would be the tough one, but I don't see them doing that. But let's say they were going to trade, you know, whatever, you know, Robert Williams and a bunch of picks or whatever. Then, you know, Dame and his agent could just tell Boston, hey, uh, Brad Stevens, don't do this. You're going to commit suicide with all these assets you're trading, because I'm not going to report. Which, by the way, if you go back into Heat history, has happened before. Now, it it wasn't a player of Dame stature at that time, but it was Alonzo Mourning, remember, got traded to Toronto from New Jersey, did not report, and then eventually became a member of the Heat at a time when Shaq was already there. Yeah, it was 05. So we've seen this stuff before play out, and Miami has been involved. So, I mean, it's, it sounds like you believe uh, he's – I believe he's going to end up in Miami. It sounds like you believe he's going to end up in Miami. How long do you think this thing could stretch out? Because I feel like both teams are going to want to get about their business, you know? Uh, it could be a while. Really? Um, yeah, I, I think it could be a while. I mean, there's not a lot of business left to attend to. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think most of the prime guys are gone. Now it's pretty much – just dealing with Dame's situation and James Harden's situation. So I think there's that. Uh, by the way, the uh, the reporter from the Oregonian that I was referring to uh, was Aaron J. Fentress, two S's at the end, Fentress. And he's been very adamant about how Joe Cronin is 
has is not doing if he does decide to trade him somewhere not Miami that he's making a huge mistake and you can just go through his timeline yourself to see and also it's it's not as if the heat are are going to be offering up peanuts like the heat can totally put together a very nice package they got a bunch of draft picks they got uh uh between the guy they just selected now and the guy they selected the year before you could spin that as here here are essentially Five first round picks, you know, right? But Hawkes, the thing with Hawkes, since he just signed, can't be traded for thirty days. So, right. They're... So, what did you make of that? Do, do you think that means that they're not going to be including him in a deal, or they want to be able to use the salary? So, technically, the trade wouldn't commence for thirty days, but they want to be able to use the salary because otherwise, yeah. it would have just been draft rights, no salary. I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that, but my guess is they could. I think it's the latter in this situation where they would be able to commit the salary. Yes, but they'd that, that have to wait until I don't know, August 1st or whatever it is. Yeah. 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 That, that happened with Andrew Wiggins, you remember? Right. 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 Yeah. Right. So, uh, yeah, I think that that's part of it. But yeah, I, I just think that for all this chatter that Dame doesn't have any leverage because he doesn't have a no trade clause. Yeah, I, I don't buy that. I think him and Aaron Goodwin have plenty of leverage because they can tell other teams, I won't we're going to nuke this thing. We're not going to report to your team. Yeah, and who wants that mess? Yeah, Nobody. who wants that mess? Uh, I was annoyed on Friday night when the Heat lost Struess and Vincent. The part that's annoying to me was, and I like that the Heat have seemingly learned their lesson where it's like, look, it's these guys have great value when they're making the minimum. And then when we develop them and we have to pay them $15 million a year, they don't, it's not a value contract. We got to move on. So like, I totally get that part. And I think the heat actually did a really good job on Friday nights because I'm making the case that Richardson is even better than Gabe Vincent. And we're getting him for a minimum contract. I think you can make that case if you want to, but anyway, that's besides the point. I was upset on Friday night because I feel, I feel there's something wrong with this system. I think there's something wrong with a CBA that is going to penalize the Miami Heat and whatever other team for trying to keep their own players. And when I say penalize, I'm not talking about the tax. I'm talking about all the other triggers that are now coming with, you know, above the tax. I feel like if we're talking about retaining our own guys, guys that either you drafted or that you developed as undrafted, why should we be penalized in keeping those guys, I understand being penalized, guys you acquire in trade, guys you pick up in free agency. But to be penalized in developing your own players and then wanting to keep them, it doesn't sit right with me, George. Yeah, it's tough. I don't think there's an easy fix to any of that, though, because I remember Pat Riley years ago saying that there should be one designated slot for a max player that doesn't count against your cap. Um, you know, and so there's a lot of different ways that I think people could attack this, but I, I just don't see that changing anytime soon because I think the Players Association, and this is just speculation on my part, wants the marketplace to be as high for these types of players as possible. So you're going to get, you know, Max Struess making nearly $15 million or Gabe Vincent making $11 million. So I, I just don't see that changing anytime soon. Although I do see your point. You should be allowed to retain some of the guys you developed or drafted, et cetera. And uh, maybe there there's something in another CBA for that, but I, I just, I, I don't see that changing, at least not in the immediacy after signing this one and, and perhaps not even in the next one. Do you think this is working out the way that the players wanted it to? Because I feel like because of the tax 
And because the punitive measures, when you pass the first apron and the second apron, you got guys, you know, for example, Fred Van Vliet, who's getting the big money, 40 plus million dollars a year. And then you're getting some other guys who are having to sign for minimum contracts because the the punitive measures are so high. And that gap between a Fred Van Vliet all the way up here and whatever player X all the way down here, like, I I feel like there's got to be an in-between there. It's all or nothing, it feels like. No, this is happening in all of sports, really, that have a hard cap, right? It's the middle class of sports. It's great for stars, and it's not great for everybody else. Right, but by the way, that's happened in real life, too. Like, just forget about sports. The middle class has been squeezed in real life, too. So I think that that's just another example of it just popping its head up in sports, right? But that's what's happening in real life and what's been happening in real life for 20 years or more, maybe. So I I think that sports has just been behind the curve in that scenario. And yeah, there's going to be just kind of the haves and then the have nots, right? And you're going to have to scratch and claw for every little bit, which is why players like Max Struess or Gabe Vincent, et cetera, are going to take the money when they can take the money and the players association is just going to say, okay, this is just the way it's going to be because we want guys, we want salaries to go up and yeah, there'll be some guys that'll get the short end of the stick, but for the most part, salaries are going to continue to go up. Worst deal you've seen so far. Worst deal. I don't know. That's a great question. I don't I don't think there was, I don't think there's any really bad deals. Um, I don't know. Give me one, and I'll, I'll tell you what I think about it. Well, uh, okay. So here, maybe Dylan Brooks for twenty million, if that's true. So, like, like one of them that I and look, I get it, but Desmond Bain just got five years, two hundred seven million dollars. <laughs> right, but you, you're, if you're them, you have to, you have to, you have to pay your guys to keep them. Like, you uh-huh. know what I mean? Like, you're that's just the economy of being in a small market, and they're in an ultra small market, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they're not your traditional small market team. Tyrese like Halliburton are, just got 260. He's never played a playoff game. Right. But Tyrese Halliburton is going to be a He's star. really good. He's really yeah. good. He's. I, I would be more than comfortable paying him that because I think he's going to be a superstar. Like, I think that's how good he is. Um, it's just Desmond, wild where, where, where it's come from, where, man, like when, when a max contract first became a thing, like 15, 20 years ago, whatever, it was like, all right, there's three, maybe four guys in the league who are max players. And now it's just everybody's a max player. Everybody. Yeah, you got to you gotta keep your guys, you know, and I think that that's part of the equation. And remember, a lot of that was also accounting too, right? Because you want to use that salary to potentially get you something else, et cetera, right. et cetera. So right. I think that's part of it. Look, when the Heat signed Tyler Hero to that 120 max. Which that is they a great signed value now. Look at all these other deals. Oh, I disagree. Really? I don't think it's great value. Yeah, I actually think most teams look at it, him, Jordan Poole, and Fernie Simons with the Portland Trailblazers. And I think they look at those deals and are like, we can't pay our third player in this CBA $30 million. Like, we we can't do that if, we don't, if we're not sure that that guy's going to be a star. And I don't think that Tyler Hero is that. Like, I think he's very good. Um, and I think that's why Portland doesn't want him on top of the fact they have a glutton. Oh, I just think there's there's overlap. That's why. No, no. I think they have a glutton of guards, too. But I also don't think there's a huge market for Tyler Hero either. So I think that's part of the challenge with the Heat finishing this Damian Lillard deal off. That's interesting I, because the it's way why the Nets are important. It's interesting because the way that I look at it, it's like 
Who would you would you rather have Tyler Hero at twenty seven million per? Or Fred Van Vliet at 42 million per. And to me, like, that's such an easy question. No, I would rather have Fred Van Vliet. Really? Yeah, 100 times over because he plays defense. He's actually won a championship. Uh, I mean, he was incredible in that finals with <laughs> against Golden State. And, yeah, I have no issues paying him $40 million and I because I think he's a better player than Tyler Hero. Wow. Uh, finally here, George, what team do you see making moves? Like, man, I don't understand what they're doing. I, no, I don't. I don't know. Hold on, let me think. Because um, I don't. I don't like what Houston did, and the reason I don't like what Houston did was what? they have so many young guys, and now they're. Just, you need vets. You need vets at some point. But do you need vets at all that money, like and vets I mean, who, the, by he, the way, vets yeah. who, by the way, can't come off the bench. Van Vliet and, and Dylan Brooks have to start on that team, making that money. They have to. Right, but then you start weeding out who's like a good young player and who's starting caliber and who's not. Like now you've just been rolling out with all these young guys and just they've been playing with no real purpose. Now there's going to be they're going to be slotted into roles. Um, you know, obviously Jalen Green is going to be a starter, right? Guys like that. Um, you know, Alperin Sangoon is going to be a starter. Um, but the rest You're of the guys. You're not going to start Jabari Smith. You're not going to start a mental. Oh, Jabari. Okay, so there's three, and then you've got the other two guys, right? So Kevin Porter. Now you're a bench guy. You're a sixth man. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's the way you have to look at it. You have to slot them in. So while I don't love paying Dylan Brooks twenty million dollars, I guess that's the one thing that I would push back on. Um, I I think that it makes sense for them. Look, the Heat. Now, granted, this was a little different because. All of this was triggered by Alonzo Mourning getting sick and then Tim Hardaway getting you know old and hurt. But, you know, they were paying Eddie Jones and Brian Grant max money to be these guys, too. You know what I'm saying? Do you remember Dwayne what Wade. those deals were? If you don't, I'll tell you. Do you remember what the max was for those guys? Oh, back my then? God. Back then, they were like, I don't know. Um, I think they signed f- f- six-year deals for like $80 million or something like that. Seven for 86. There you go. Amazing, so you go. right? Close. Yeah. Amazing. But, but it, it, the math was still the math. They were still a huge portion and percentage of the salary cap, you know? So the heat did that for a couple of years. Now, granted they had to fall into that because of things that didn't go their way, but that was the deal. That's what they were. Brian Grant, Eddie Jones were high paid guys who were just good vets. And by the way, it paid off Dwayne Wade. And those guys always talked about how great those guys were with them in the locker room and how they taught them to be professionals. George, excellent job. Uh, I I would imagine you're doing summer league stuff. Do you want to tell people how they could see you? Yeah, I'll be there um, for the first couple of days, the seventh through the through the tenth, and uh, I'll be on the sidelines with a number of different uh, you know broadcast groups, and then we will uh, so we'll be on Wemby Watch and Scoot Henderson and the Thompson Twins. I'll have a bunch of those guys in a lot of those games early on, and then I'll be flying back the last weekend for Sunday, Monday, which are the semifinals and the championship. Uh, and I'll do those broadcasts on ESPN two or ESPN as well <laughs> um, with uh, Mark Jones and JJ Redick uh, at the end of the, of the summer league tournament. So there you go. Awesome. Great job, George. Thank you, man. I appreciate you taking the time today. Thank you for having me on Mr. Influencer. Excellent job by Sedano there spending some time with us here. Very busy out there. Pacific guy. Hey guys, If you're not sleeping so great, I got the perfect cure for you. I sleep so good. 
And that's because I sleep on sheets and giggles. That's right. Sheets and giggles. Best sheets around. You're never going to have better sleep than you have once you become one of over 100,000 Americans who are sleeping on sheets and giggles just like the Zaslow family. Sheets and giggles. Sustainable eucalyptus sheets are naturally softer, cooler, more breathable. They're super environmentally friendly. My man Colin, founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles. I was talking with him over the weekend. He's super pumped about the potential of Damian Lillard getting here. One of the first things you got to tell Damian Lillard when he gets here is say, hey, do you listen to Zaslow Show 2.0? And by the way, you got you got to go to SheetsGiggles.com. Go to SheetsGiggles.com. Use promo code Zaslow upon checkout. 20% off your first order. You're never going to get better sleep in your life, Damian Lillard. So glad to have you. I love you so much. Sheets and giggles, the only sheets that you're ever going to need again. We don't need to shop anywhere else for our bed sheets. Sheetsgiggles.com. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. You know what I'm talking about. We make sure we wrap up every show by telling you, courtesy of Water Cleanup of Florida, if you have water, mold, or fire damage in your home, is that a big deal? Maybe it's not a big deal. Let Water Cleanup of Florida tell you, 954-900-8635, 954-900-8635, Water Cleanup of Florida will tell you if it's a big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So, over the weekend, WWE Money in the Bank. Huge show, fantastic show. If you didn't catch our It's Still Real to Me wrestling podcast this weekend, we did a Money in the Bank recap show this weekend. Go back and check that out before you watch Monday Night Raw tonight. Anyway, the end of the show, Roman Reigns, it was a tag team match. He didn't lose his titles. Roman Reigns was pinned by the Usos. Roman Reigns was pinned for the first time in three and a half years. Do you believe in miracles? Cover by Jay. Jay did it. Jay did it. Jay is with Roman Reigns. Here are your winners. Jimmy and Jay. It was awesome. Did not expect Roman to get pinned. It was really cool. Can't wait for what happens this week. Are we going to hear from the Tribal Chief? That's a big deal right there. The Usos get the win, and they pin Roman Reigns. Big deal or not a big deal. So, going into Money in the Bank this weekend, Ariel Helwani, you know, big, I mean, the top MMA guy out there, covers pro wrestling as well. He's got the basketball show with Ariel Helwani. Anyway, before Money in the Bank, Helwani sat down with the Usos, who granted him a a very rare interview. And here you got the Usos talking about how special it was to main event WrestleMania. Yeah, tag remember after the match, but we kind of just laid there. Yeah. Like after, I remember just laying after the match, laying. That's right. No one knows knows us, right? In LA. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, after the match, after, yeah. after the one, two, three, you know, the big pop, they're all in the yeah. ring, Sammy and Kale's in the ring, I just, I just roll outside and lay by my brother, and uh, we just hold his hand. grab his hand, you know, like, I didn't even know what to say, bro, Listening I just, to just the, holding his hand, you know, you know we're just, just looking up, which is, like, which is the best part, yeah. man, uh, after you do work, and you laying there, like, you know, sweaty, tired and stuff man and, you, and the light you're just looking up at the lights but in the in the center of all that 
it, it's almost like it's quiet. You, yeah, you, you can't you can't hear because it's so loud. You almost have this validation like like we're here, now. like now we now we now we're here. Even though we lost, but I remember Booker said, "Bro, it's, it, it, it's cool how you win, but it's it's even more how, how you lose out there." So yeah, y'all went out there, y'all did it good. Yeah, y'all did it, y'all y'all did it, man. Y'all are here. So I just remember thinking, like, damn. Man, we are here, yeah, man. Like, let's go. Yeah. I'm getting goosebumps just hearing about yeah. you guys holding hands. Yeah, man. Did you say anything to each other? Nothing. Like, just, nothing. Just, just nothing. Just oh, yeah, we, you know, we was laying on, you know, tables, and, yeah. you know, it was dope, man. My mom's right here yelling. I'm like, we're all right. We're yeah. good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going big deal. I mean, if, if you don't love that, you don't get goosebumps over that wrestling con for you. Very rare interview that the Usos give, and it just shows you, man. I... I I love wrestling so much, man. It just shows you how important it is to some of these guys and how hard they work. That's a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So, Kyrie Irving, he got three years, $126 million. His grift worked on the Dallas Mavericks. And even though there was not a single other team that was interested in him, Bill Simmons tweeted out, this is funny. Look, funny's funny. You know we don't like Simmons anymore, but funny's funny. Bill Simmons tweeted out, Dallas had to go to three for $126 million for Kyrie because there were at least three other teams ready to offer two for 25 That's funny. That's funny. Kyrie Irving, who is constantly searching his name on Twitter. Kyrie Irving, for somebody who, you know, doesn't care about the media, he respo- he's he is out there just, I mean, he a- a- anytime somebody in the media says something about him, he hears it, he sees it, he is obsessed with the media and social media. And Kyrie responded, I see you couldn't help yourself with this one, huh, Billy boy? Just want to say I appreciate you and continue to be the person you are. My tribe says hello. Uh, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going not a big deal. It's not a big deal because Dallas is never going to pay him all that money. He's going to ask out this year. And, I mean, look, this, Kyrie Irving... The, the part that's so interesting to me is Kyrie Irving sees that tweet from Bill Simmons and there's still zero self-awareness. Like, Kyrie Irving looks in the mirror in the morning and and, and probably has... He, he does not understand why anyone has any problem with him. He does not understand why there are tweets like that coming from people like Bill Simmons. Kyrie Irving lacks any self-awareness. But I'm going not a big deal. Finally, one more for you here. Big deal or not a big deal. So, on Friday it started. It continued on over the weekend. ESPN, massive company-wide layoffs that included a lot of on-air personalities. Really sucks. You know, uh, the names that you recognize, Jalen Rose, Jeff Van Gundy, Susie Culver, LaFonso Ellis, Nick Friedel, Keyshawn Johnson, Jason Fitz, Max Kellerman. These guys were all a, a lot of other people. These are just some of them coming off the top of my head that were let go over the weekend as part of the ESPN company-wide layoffs. Sucks. You, you, you hate to see it, especially someone like me who is in the media. I will say, there are certain people there who uh, I was shocked that they were let go. I was shocked they let go Jeff Van Gundy. Shocked they let go Susie Culver. And there are others that I kind of get it, like Jalen Rose, Keyshawn Johnson. Like, those two guys in particular, Jalen Rose Keyshawn Johnson, they pop up on your TV screen. They're not likable. They, they, they don't give, give off a, a likable vibe. They don't give off a having fun vibe. You know, one of the things with NBA on TNT inside the NBA, one of the great things about those guys, look, those guys can be dopey, and their basketball knowledge is not the best, you know, especially Charles and Shaq. But the thing is, you turn on that show, and it's like, wow, these guys are having fun. These guys are enjoying themselves. 
And if I see them looking like they're having fun enjoying themselves, I'm enjoying myself watching them. Jalen Rose, Keyshawn Johnson, don't give up that vibe. They look like they hate being there. They they just, they are not, they don't come off as very pleasant. So some of those, you know, some of those guys, I can see it. But then there are others where, you know, like the ones that I just, LaFonso Ellis, great in college basketball coverage. You know, some of those are uh, are peculiar. But anyway, sucks. Overall, it's a big deal because it sucks. And that right there, courtesy of Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635. Let Water Cleanup of Florida tell you if it's a big deal or not a big deal. Okay. How about that? I hope you guys enjoyed the show today. July 4th tomorrow. Hope everybody's getting ready for a nice little holiday. We're doing some barbecue. We're doing some swimming at the Zazla Mansion tomorrow. Looking forward to that. I hope you all have a great night. Make sure you like, you rate, you comment, you do all that good stuff. Tell all your friends and family about the show, and then I get all the monies because that helps the algorithm. I don't know how that works, but whatever. It's, it's good for me. Hey, thanks, everybody. Help put together a great show today. Always appreciate your work. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Zazlo Show 2.0. Know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to... Go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing.